How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Bryology 101, Episode 2. Today's guest, Alex Zaval, a good friend of mine. I've known him for about nine years. And in today's episode, we get, you know, kind of emotional when we talk about the peaks and valleys that Alex has gone through in his life and how others have gone through similar things and how you can overcome those from, you know, social anxiety and, you know, feeling disconnected from your family and friends, um, getting out of shape and not feeling good physically or mentally and uh, kind of how you overcome those certain situations. We had some funny times and some serious times. Um, to the, and then he shared kind of his goals and how he ended up going from 220 pounds down to 175 pounds and not running a single mile in four years to um, being able to reach a 100-mile mark within a month. Um, it's a pretty incredible story, very powerful. I'm excited for you guys to listen. Please share this with anybody that you know, might be inspired or might need to hear anything and uh, go ahead and like this and rate the podcast. Love you all. And here is Alex Zavala. But the, the one thing about this podcast and telling your story is it's going to keep you accountable. Because all of a sudden, 100... I was thinking about that. I was like, dude, yeah. whenever I say I got stick with it, you know, like, you really can't go back on it, man. Yeah, dude, 100 and hopefully 100 people, hopefully they didn't listen to it and say that sucked and they don't listen to it again, but... Hey whatever dude it's, it's a way to hold me accountable so at least you're gonna have to start right running out. again i know well i already i already have a what am i right now yeah what what milestone have you hit this month so last month i did 102 and then i didn't even know if i was gonna be able to keep on track for this month but That's where I'm at. 39 right now. So you're at 39. Was it 12th? At 12th of the month. So I'm on track to hit it again. It's 39 more than me. It's been tough though the past couple of days because it's been like hot and humid. And so raining. Like, yeah. So like today when I ran, it was just like I couldn't even breathe, dude. It was just so thick. But like yesterday, it looked like that when I was running on that poster. You're just drenched. Dude, I went outside and like five minutes into it, it just like started storming like crazy. What time did you go? Too. Yeah. Right when it hit, but it was nice because I was only gonna go for two miles, uh-huh. and because it like cooled me down, and I don't know, it was kind of nice because I was like, no one's out here, and like no one's putting in work right now, mm-hmm. so it just made me get in my own head. And I just went farther. And you just so went, and, just... and my shoes got cleaned. Gotta love clean shoes. I loved it, man. Man, I uh, we'll talk a little bit more about your story, but about a year ago, I was like, I'm gonna run a half marathon. I don't know if I told you this. Did I tell you this? I don't know. I was like, I'm gonna run a half marathon. I'm gonna do it up in Utah. Which the elevation is crazy. Yeah, quadruple here. I was like, I'm gonna run a half marathon. I wanna see how far I can run so I know my training, right? Mm-hmm. So I put on Nike Freeze, thin soles. I think I've had them since I was in eighth grade. You know, I haven't grown very much. They already <laughs> ran out pretty much. Yeah, they're <laughs> missing cubes on the bottom, you know, the whole the whole thing. And uh, I ran, I was like, I'm gonna see how far I can go and back. And I ran, I think it was like 9.2 miles just starting. And I was dying. Yeah. I don't even know what time I did it. I'd just be embarrassed to tell people. But um, the next day, the bottom of my feet were so bruised I couldn't walk. Yeah. I was crawling around well, and it just sucked. I mean, that was major. part of, that's like when when I first, you know, tried to do something. I was like, no, I want to get in shape or whatever it is. I'm going to go run. Because mm-hmm. I had done that before and I remember like getting that really good release when I was able to finish a run. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I couldn't, but I ran until I couldn't anymore, mm-hmm. and that meant that my feet were bruised, blistered up, and then I couldn't run for the next like week because they were just so screwed up. Mm-hmm. And part of it was the shoes that I had, so I had to get a new pair of shoes. What'd but you get? 
I had like some like I don't know there were some pumas but like they were a little too thin for my feet so my feet were rubbing up against the side mm -hmm. and then after that I had like literally like my dad's like old pair of Nikes that he didn't like anymore and I just used them for the time being then I got some free runs and then those are the ones that just like just the shoes it wasn't me <laughs> the, the shoes, shoes did it. The shoes took me off. Like, <laughs> At yeah, Nike, promo code Alex Zavala. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get a discount the, on the, it. Yeah, the free runs, I think the 2018 model or whatever. But. New signature shoe. Man, shoes make such a difference. Do you pronate? Did you go and get tested if you pronate or whatever the what other one is? Mean? Yeah, it's like, so they test you to see if you land on the outside of your foot or the inside of your foot. I definitely, so if I land on the outside, because I definitely do. So they have certain shoes that have more padding on the outside to okay. make you run flat, and it's supposed to help you run. I don't know. I'm not a runner. I like to think I am. It was that one time yeah. I tried to run, and then I went and studied it up, and I went to the running store, and they're like, you need these shoes at 250 bucks. And I was like, looks like I'm uh, riding my bike. Yeah. So I just, <laughs> okay, that's cardio. Too. I stuck with that. Jeez. But you ran – so tell me a little bit about the month before you ran the 100 miles. I'll tell you about the two or three months before that. Because okay. to be honest, it tell was tell like me the whole life. Tell me your whole life. Where did it start? You know. Well, all right. Being I'll, a stud. So, all right. I don't even know where to begin. So, I'll I'll put it this way. I'll start from when I came back from college, where I was at. Wasn't really in the best place. Was tired of school. All this got really out of shape and hit one of my lowest lows. And then now I'm doing really good and. I guess one of my highs, if you want to you know, say so to speak. What do you mean by you're in your lowest lows and you're so, in the best place? Okay, so like, I went up to school for four years, and when I went up there, it was kind of like, I, I went up there and I was doing my own thing, and I, I, kinda, I got really distanced from my family in a weird way, and mm -hmm. like, I think the entire four years that I was up there, maybe I saw my family like four or five times, which was like, I don't, it was really weird. I was going through my own personal stuff, and like, kind of was distanced from my dad, me and him are going through rough spots and like wouldn't you know wouldn't talk to my brother too much and I don't know if it was just my first time doing my own thing or if I felt like I was just kind of like left up there mm -hmm. I, I don't know but it was it was weird right but I kind of had my own sense of family up there and I wasn't I guess in, I, and the way I look at it, I wasn't like my best version of myself when right. I was up there I was just kind of partying and not really looking after my health I was working a lot I always wanted to work because I wanted to have money and mm -hmm. be able to eat because ramen gets pretty old up at school yes, yes. um but either way, I wasn't doing too great at school. I ended up switching my major, like my sophomore year, from geology to hotel restaurant management. I started geology because I didn't know what I wanted to study, but I really liked being outside. So I did that, and that was cool, but I wasn't going to be a geologist. Right. There's really not many job opportunities, and wasn't really anywhere for me to go past mm -hmm. that. So I ended up switching to hotel restaurant management because I had worked in restaurants for pretty much as long as I can remember. And I had a couple bad managers at restaurants I worked at when I was up at school. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I can do it better than they can. And then I realized there's a program for it. So I started doing it. Um, but back to, back to everything else. So finishing up school, I was up there for four years and I still needed like a fifth year. And you felt sure. distant from your family. So you're sad, so, feeling connected with? All of the above. Uh -huh. Wasn't doing good in school. And I was in a really weird spot up there where I just, I knew I wasn't myself. I knew I wasn't in the, the right environment to be my my best self and whatnot mm -hmm. so I talked to my parents and I kind of was like look whatever disconnects going on or whatever weird thing here is I need to fix it like I want to at least come home be grounded again you mm -hmm. know at my, with my family and you know I guess be around them to feel disciplined again or just to feel whole and kind of 
be steered in the right direction mm -hmm. because you could be with your buddies, but once you lose track of where you're going, all of a sudden you're looking at where they're going and that's not what you really want to be doing where they can be, you know, subjecting you to, hey, let's go party and drink all the time or whatever it may be. And I thought I had a, a good head on my shoulders where like, oh, I, you know, I can say no to all that. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was always trying to have a good time. So, I mean, it's a lot of fun, but it doesn't get you where you want to go. Right. And that's kind of what was holding me up with my schoolwork and whatnot. So I decided to come home, came home and I had uh, an internship with Papado Seafood Kitchen as like a manager in training. And I did that over the summer and I thought everything was going good. I had just come back from school, got this awesome internship, start making really good money. Mm -hmm. I had about like, I don't know, let's see, like $2,500 saved up. I'm like, man, I got money in the bank. <laughs> like, I'm rich. Like, I'm good to go. Which is someone right out of college. You're like, dang, $2,500. Yeah, exactly. Bucks. Living at home, no rent. Mm -hmm. And then I get in a car accident. Oh, in my car. Yeah. So, and, and that, was, right that was on my way. To the internship mm -hmm. because it was uh it was out on 17 in Peoria, so it was like an hour drive each way. So it was a lot of freeway driving. And one day I don't know I was having like I don't know if it was like health issues or what, but I was like super fatigued all the time. It just wasn't myself. I ended up kind of like dozing off. Not so many people actually even know this, but really scary because mm -hmm. like it was one of those things for me where it's like I thought I was fine. I mean I was just going into work, which right. I had done the entire summer, and then I had seen all these accidents. And the next thing you know, I'm in one. So. All that rich money that I thought I had, right back into a new vehicle, <laughs> right and back start from zero. Yeah, you know? and and um, yeah, right when you think everything's good, it can go bad. Mm -hmm. And then um, after that, kept working, started up school again, had a really good semester. Um, but then towards the end of the semester, for whatever reason, I started having like it, like those beginning issues of kind of being back home and being in your, under your parents' roof. And not that there's anything wrong with that. It's mm -hmm. just you go from four years being on your own, kind of doing as you please. It's a little bit different. You, know, you get told what to do, take out the yeah. trash, be in like, time. And my dad's a very strong, you know, strong-minded person, and he runs the household, and it's always been like that. He's mm -hmm. just kind of been a hard ass. So, and, and that's a good thing. That's kind of what I was looking for. But at the same time, once you once you realize you're back into that, when you thought you were free, it's mm -hmm. a lot of challenges. So, going into my second semester, which was earlier this year. Um, actually real quick right in between during uh, New Year's and like Christmas we went back to New Jersey to go see my family went out there had like family vacation and we had like a family feud out there like a little falling out which oh, was really? which made it tough but so know, this is still the path of going downhill this is this is coming back place. you know thinking you're doing good and then wreck my car maybe not so peak good. valley peak valley literally you know? yeah thinking you know things are going good how often people go through that they think they're on top and then you know they hit rock bottom they start climbing the hill again just to yeah. go into another valley exactly and I, and I hadn't really fully understood that because i you know, four years previous I was just having fun I right. wasn't looking at anything else you know I, I was working basically full time while I was going to school which was that's cool but I wasn't focused on school and I right. didn't hold it to any value to me when I really should have until I got into those later years mm -hmm. and I was realizing like I'm not going to be done anytime soon so it's going up and down up and down after that trip come back from uh, from New Jersey start the new semester and I was just in a funk man like started like eating anything I wanted, like just being super unhealthy, not caring about anything, wasn't doing my schoolwork, um, my relationship like really fell out with my dad, like mm -hmm. to the point where like at some times like I wouldn't talk to him for like weeks on a time and we're in the same yeah. house and it was just for like whatever reason I was in my own like little, I mean I was like, I was probably depressed, you know, I had anxiety, all, all the above, 
still had some like little like not flashbacks but just like little scares from the accident i would just be driving and just you know you're like you know mm-hmm. damn like i could just hit something at any time yeah it was just it was all compounding and messing in my head and i wasn't doing my schoolwork again so i came back it's the one reason why i came back and i wasn't doing it uh-huh. so that probably added to the stress and for whatever reason man like i knew i wasn't doing it but i couldn't couldn't find it in myself and i don't know if if it was like i know it sounds weird but almost like like i think like graduating was one thing that my dad wanted me from me so bad and for whatever reason we weren't getting along so i was just kind of like i'm not going to do it or i'm not going to do just my to best. Piss like spite, and, yeah. spite him almost uh-huh. which is the stupidest thing i could think of now but like i guess either way that's what was happening but um come to like midway towards the end of the semester I was looking at my grades and I'm like, wow, I'm gonna fail out this <laughs> Like literally, I'm Which the, is the worst feeling. Oh dude, I'm like oh, back man. at home, already on a low. Wasted the money. Shape, like like yeah, worst shape I've ever been in my life. Like I'm not doing anything, I'm being a total. How much are you shape. weighing? Estimate. I don't know, probably like 210, 215, which okay. like for me is like well, that's how tall pretty are heavy. You? Uh I'm I'm gonna be generous, call myself six foot. <laughs> Maybe like five, eleven and a half. Six foot it sounds better. Six foot and six, high heels. Six, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. platforms. But um, <laughs> but like, I mean, you've known me, and like, mm-hmm. I've always, I've always been athletic, and I've always competed at a high level of athletics. But I've never like personally been in that shape mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I've never been shredded. I've always been chunky or huskier. <laughs> but I've been able to like, you know, figure it out or have yeah. you know, the skill set to do a to few make push-ups, call it a day, and you're good. Yeah, like I was just always like a little bit stronger minded, so I was able to compensate. But like, I mean, I, I don't know. That's we'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I mean, super out of shape, unhappy. You know, I didn't even know if I was happy or wasn't happy. I was just like in this crazy funk band, like literally like lows I've been in and I was saving up money. I didn't know if I was going to get booted out of the house. If I had to go get an apartment with my brother, like I was just looking for ways to run away from everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Just cause I'm like I'm, life in general. Yeah. I'm failing out. You know, I'm not talking to my dad anymore. Uh, saving up money, but I don't even have that much money, but like still working part time, whatever. Sit down one day and I'm like talk so, to my mom about all this. So pretty much at that point, physically, you're nowhere that you want to be. Not at all. You know, the opposite of emotionally. Emotionally out of whack. Your dude. grades are horrible. Financially, you're not really you know not meeting the standards. And, yeah. And so it, everything is really at rock bottom. It Confidence. Is, it, it is, and it's tough because like at the same time, a lot of my best friends and a lot of the closest people that I met up in up at school. They're doing good. They just graduated. Or they make you think they're doing good at least based on social yeah, media. Well, or, you know. Exactly. So like, you know, here I am back at home trying to finish up my fifth year. Meanwhile, everyone just graduated. They're getting their own place. They have a career salary, all this. So that weighed in on me too. And I'm like, man, I'm not worth anything. Where am I? I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Like just straight up. So, but, and the thing was, is, is like, I was only really talking to like my brother or anything. Cause I just came back. I knew I needed to focus on me, but I wasn't even focusing on me. I was just like. I don't know, running away from my own problems or whatever, like yeah. trying to play PlayStation, or whatever, because it just going through the motions, really. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I've been like kind of up and down before, but I've never been in something like that. And the worst part is you don't really know it mm-hmm. until you really take a look at it, or until something happens when you're like, "Well, I'm not going to meet this expectation." You know, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. You know, what happens if you get booted out of the house right now? Where do, where do you go? Things like that, like, and whether whether that was the reality, like it was going to happen. 
I don't know, dude, but I was playing in my own head. In a comfort in a comfortable state of mediocrity. Yeah. yeah. You were you were almost okay with being mediocre in every aspect of your life. Yeah, because I just was. So I was like, what else am I gonna do? That's where I'm at. How do I change it? Yeah. Okay. And um sat down with my mom and I was like, hey, because they didn't even know I was doing bad in school and I basically was just like out of nowhere, I was like, I'm failing out. She's like, excuse me? I'm like, yeah, I literally am failing all my classes. She's like, well, how do you know that? And I was like, well, I just think I am. She's like, well, have you talked to any professors? Because at this point, all my classes are online. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I just, why would I do that? I'm, I'm failing out, you know? Hey, man, reach out to them. See if you are. See if there's any classes you can save. Mm -hmm. And of like six classes, I saved four of them. Okay. And this is all within like the last like month and a half, two months of the semester, like really at the end there. I'm able to save those and the other two um, I had to make up for summer classes. That's what I'm in now. Mm -hmm. Got 100% in them both right now. Heck so yeah. coming back. Heck yeah, but, coming uh, strong. This, yeah, this is where it all started, man. So when I, I reached out to my professors and I was like, look, like I didn't even know how to put in an email, but I was just like, look, everything is going bad right now. Like, you know, kind of gave him a rundown on what I just told you just was it wasn't me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it just, you know, even when you've been in a weird spot, but like until it's really all on you, you don't really realize like what you're doing and what you're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And I really had to translate that in, a, in, an, in an email, which is super hard to do. And for whatever reason, they understood and they helped me out. And they're like, look, if you can get everything done on time before the end of the semester, before this date, and mind you, this is for four classes. Like, right. And I'm talking like basically the entire curriculum for all four. Mm -hmm. I'm down to like having like a month to do it. So I just strapped down and I did it. You set like, the goal to get it done? Yeah, like 10, 12 hour days in front of the computer just doing all the assignments, doing everything just because I didn't have anything else. So what was the difference between you talking to them and them telling you it has to be done by this date? What mentally clicked for you that... It just all of a sudden you were able to do those 12 hours. Because, I mean, prior to that, you wouldn't have done it. At, at this point, I, I realized, like, okay, I didn't think things were going good with my health, with my parents, with mm -hmm. financials, whatever else it was. And I realized the reason I came back is to do school, right? And my mom kind of let me know. I was like, look, you know, we had you come back so you could finish school. School's the first priority. I hated school, by the way. School's like... I still kind of despise it, but like <laughs> I, I know what it's good for, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. And it's good for me, even though I just don't like doing it and stuff. Um, and realizing that that was the one thing that, you know, that's the reason why I was there and why I was around. I was like, you know what? I'm so tired of this. Why am I going to either just fail out completely or why am I going to drag on school for another year, half a year, however much money that is, if it's even possible to keep going to school for that long. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go after I mean I really didn't have anything else to work on at this point I wasn't going to work on myself yet because I just wasn't mentally there mm -hmm. so I figured all right I'll just you know when you know it's almost like 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 how we we're talking about the uh the credibility of, of something like this you know you say something you gotta act on it right yeah you gotta keep I sent be those, accountable I sent those emails out saying like if there's any way I can pass this class let me know and I'll do it and they all just said do everything by this date and if you can you pass the class and I didn't want to let them down because I've, I haven't reached out to anybody like that that I didn't even truly know and that for the earlier part of the semester, I never even like opened myself up to them or like mm -hmm. really reached out. So I didn't feel like they should have ever given me the opportunity, but they did. And that's kind of when I was like, even if it's not, you know, even if it's going to make me miserable, like I just owe it to my professors because that's, I mean, when do you ever have a professor that'll just be like, hey, do the entire class yeah. when there's due dates? It's a blessing stuff. for sure. So I'm like, in that, I was like, you know what, like, 
I felt guilty mm-hmm. for what I had done in the position I put myself in. But the fact that they uh, they gave me the opportunity, I, I mean, I wasn't gonna, I didn't want to do them wrong on that. Well, I'd already done myself wrong and talking to my, you know, my mom and at this point my brother and still not even really my dad. Um, he didn't even really know where the, my status of school was because that would have been the last straw of it all. Yeah. But um, well, and sometimes people rely on themselves to be the anchor, you know, for their success or for their motivation and. And that self accountability, when it when you don't have that, it's o it's okay to latch on to your parents. I don't want to let my mom down. Yeah. I don't want to let my dad down. I'm not gonna let my teacher down. I'm not gonna let my friends down. I'm not gonna you know disgrace my name. And if you can't rely on yourself at that time, you can rely on other people. And that's and vice versa. If you can't rely on other people, you can buckle down and rely on yourself. And I, I never understood that. I mean, for whatever reason, I didn't understand it until this point because. Um, you know, the way I was raised, like, in a loving home, don't get me wrong, but my dad grew up in Peru. Uh-huh. You know, his dad died when he was 16. They came over to America. He lived in Brooklyn. Like, he was providing for his family and whatnot. So it was just, it was really tough mm-hmm. for him. And for him, in a sense, growing up, it was just like, it didn't matter what excuse you thought you had or whatever. It's just like, you get it done. Mm-hmm. No matter what, like, he didn't have a choice when his dad passed or when he came to the States. He had to take care of his sister, his mom, you know his little his little stepbrother you know eventually down the road whatever it was and so he went from being from someone who came from peru and really didn't have much to some successful you know private business owner technology business on the east coast Mm -hmm. so he's like you know he did it he did it from from somewhere yeah from essentially nothing or you know when you come to the states from a third world country like that you you know spanish is your first language all this i mean his name is carlos but he didn't even go by carlos because at the time in the business world if he called anyone and said, hey, this is Carlos, some people wouldn't even call him back. Mm-hmm. So he had to go by Len because <laughs> because because his middle name's Leonard, right? So he goes what? by Len just because people wouldn't have an idea. Len. Yeah. So like just like that, you know, I, he didn't even tell me that until like Man, high school. And, he, and that was that was crazy to me. And the excuses kids use now. Yeah. You know what I mean? The excuses. Dude, his name was Carlos. Like, that's your name. What are you going to do? Man, my mom didn't give me 200 bucks this month. It's like, bro, come on. And there are problems. Kids, you know, cancer and other situations. But do you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk? Uh, From time to time. Um, Not as much as I probably should. Oh, man. He tears into people. He's like, so what? Someone else with your same situation has made it. Why can't you? Worst situation. Yeah. Man, that's, that's awesome. But just having that mentality... I never thought I could latch onto someone or ask for help really like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's all on me, and if they can do it, you know. Then, then that's probably why I was spiraling down, and I was like, why can't I do it? You know, why mm-hmm. don't I have this mental toughness? You know, if this was everything I have a passion for, which is like, you know, BMX, mountain biking, snowboarding, wakeboarding, wake surfing, what, whatever it is, all of it. I love that stuff. Anything action sports, dude, you don't have to ask me twice. I'll wake up 30 minutes before my alarm to get up and go do it. Like, that stuff, all for it. School, opposite. And then that was just, you know, making my health and all this other things bad. So back to where we were, when I hit that moment and they gave me the opportunity to make up the classes, I did it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in that moment, putting in all those crazy hours, I was like, you know what, if I can dedicate myself so much to one thing and just kind of like really say fuck it to everything else and mm-hmm. get that done. I love to say that. Do you love to say that? Uh, yeah, bro. Um, yeah. I was like, you know what, then I can do that with other things. And the first thing is once I made it to the end of the semester and I realized that I completed those classes and passed them, mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't even, I wasn't even excited. I was just kind of like, man, I'm a piece of shit that I even had to like 
ask for that. <laughs> you didn't have to do, do that. that. Yeah, and it was like, it was accomplishing because I did it and mm-hmm. I put in so many hours, but at the same time, I was just like, I'm not proud of that. Mm-hmm. But it was, almost a, it was almost a milestone. It almost was a wake-up call. It was because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you can see that even when you think you're down low, someone can give you an opportunity or if you do ask for help, they'll be there and they'll help mm-hmm. you. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to reach out to somebody else for something like that in terms of like hey I'm not doing what I'm supposed to give me another chance I don't feel good about myself let me you know please yeah. help what me kind out. of excuse is that what kind of what kind of man am I am am I if I if that's how I go about everything that I do in my mm-hmm. life and all this so that's kind of like where I was like I gotta switch it around you know right and at this point I was starting to you know feel a little bit more confident about myself and I started talking to my dad again and kind of talk through the school stuff and kind of really try to explain to him where I was and that I had almost failed out and all these other things that he didn't really know about. Mm-hmm. So it kind of was like a, a good area for, for me and him to like talk and kind of figure things out amongst ourselves and to be like, Hey, it's okay for help and all these other things mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. So that was, that was needed for whatever reason, like losing contact with somebody like that, your dad, who's you know, most, one of the most important people in your life oh my God. Dude, tears into you. And I hadn't, you know, I mean, growing up, my parents had issues and whatnot, but it's like, until it's, until you're, I mean, I was at the point where, I mean, I thought I was like losing my dad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to be disowned or something like that. Right. And that probably was never the case. Yeah. But when you think it, it's like, you know, you can tell me, oh, that's not the case, but if that's what's in my head. It's how you feel. It's how you feel. And feelings are, it's crazy because at one point in your life, you're probably like, I don't need him. I don't need this. He's being, you know. Hundreds of times. Yeah. I re- I mean, this is like something I've never really told anybody. I remember a specific time before I left for Peru for two years, my mom and I had gotten in a little discussion. We were, you know, um, yelling at each other and she ran upstairs and I just laid on the couch and I was like, I cannot wait to get out of here. I cannot wait to leave. Like at all. Like get me in Peru. I, I don't care. On to the next. Yeah. Get me out of here. You could do it on your own. Dude, point, right? six months, six months into Peru, I had never been more homesick. I wanted to come home. These people were speaking Arabic Espanol to me, and I was like, "This sucks. Mm-hmm. The food sucks. I'm crapping my pants and bags. I have parasites. Like this yeah. blows." And at that moment, I realized, man, I should have respected my mom more. I should respect my dad more. I should have owned up to my name. I should have. Well, it's again, it's these milestones where yeah. it's like, for whatever reason, you just couldn't get it. And I mean, that's part of being more mature and growing up. Life out for sure. You look back and you're like, "I took this for granted," you know. I wish I could be at home. Mm-hmm. Like this was cool an idea, but did I really think it through, or did I understand what it was going to mean? Or mm-hmm. like, you know, you're there for six months, dude. You're you're in the southern hemisphere. That's a different world down there. Completely. I've been in Peru, and it's it's different. If you're not used to eating that food, you're not used to those parasites. You're going to be sick for a little while, and it's hard to eat all the time because your appetite's not there. Yeah, but and you're mentally wrong. But so you get to that point where you're starting to bring that communication back to your dad. And then what, what is the following milestone that you hit to kind of boost your confidence? Um, or was it another valley? No, it, no, no, no. It was, I didn't, I don't think I can go any lower from where I was <laughs> after that, to be honest. Like that was, didn't think I was ever going to get there, but I was and you know, it's almost, you look back and, and, you know, people will be like, oh, I regret this or regret that. And it's like, I don't because that's what's allowed me to be where I am today and to like to see where I'm at. It sucked to go through. But I think because I am stubborn, because my family is stubborn as well, it, it just kind of needed to happen, you know. Uh-huh. But um, so I started talking to my dad again and uh, we're kind of getting on a better page. And then, you know, summer's come around the corner and like 
I just feel like a piece of crap because I haven't like done anything physical for like mm-hmm. still out of shape. Like, oh, been out of shape for like. <laughs> <laughs> like look when I was up at school okay like I maybe hit the gym like a couple times like maybe went on a couple runs my my only like form of working out was the fact that my only transportation was a skateboard <laughs> so I'd like I'd skate like three miles to and from work every single day not like, one leg just that much bigger than the other dude totally I, I, I literally was getting like stress fractures on my heel just from pushing all the time like it was bad so that's really all I did. And other than that, you know, partying, drinking, whatever. Like that's not to work out sometimes <laughs> for your liver. If you want to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not for the right muscles in my body, but um, but yeah. So like I was just, dude, literally feeling like a lard ass. Like uh-huh. I had always done sports. I had never truly trained and like tried to get like chiseled or a six pack. <laughs> like my genetics say that like we're gonna have a little bit of chunk down here. Right. But like I've always wanted that. Mm-hmm. I mean, my best friend. With Ricky Carrillo going through high school. Great God looking. Yeah. Dude, he's, he's <laughs> eight ego waffles and he gets two abs. Dude. Like. I, I, one time I saw Ricky put down a whole Little Caesars pizza by himself. Just. Poof. I was like, you're kidding me. Yeah, he was at the gym. <laughs> you can screw off. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's not happening. Like. Yeah. So like being around that, you know, it's. It's, it's good, and, like, it never made me feel bad. If anything, it was just, like, man, like, I want to put work in like mm-hmm. that. I want to look like that one day. And, I mean, you know, some people have it just genetically. Other people don't. But, you know, going back to, to uh, you know, communicating with my dad more and kind of just feeling like a piece of crap, I was like, you know what? I want to do something about this. Summer's coming up, and, uh, you know, I put in so much work with my schoolwork and, you know, emotionally for myself to, you know, going up and down and, having falling outs with your parents and all that. I mean, it, dude, it really, it, it tears you apart from your physical aspect. And part of what I was realizing is like, okay, so I'm starting to figure out like the emotional side of it and the mental side of it. Mm-hmm. But then physically I wasn't there. So it's like, I still didn't really feel complete or in tune. Right. And, um, you know, I figured I was like, well, maybe I'll just start working out or I'll do something. Right. Right. But when you're that, when you're that out of shape, you don't want to walk into LA fitness nope. and go try to work out. Mm-mm. You're going to go for like a set of 10. You'll hit six and you'll be like, what am I doing here? Right? And everyone's going to be looking at you the same way. Then that fitness girl, Instagram 10,000 comes up. It's like, you want me to spot you? Yeah, you're like. Yeah, Helga. (laughs) Thanks, Olga. (laughs) Exactly. So that's like, these are all things that, you know, everyone in a perfect world is like, oh, you know, you shouldn't care what other people think. But like, I mean, the reality of it is, is when you're in a, when you're in a place where everyone else is, you know on their work they're on their grind they're looking good they're doing what they're supposed to it's easy to be like oh man like i'm not doing this you know what i mean like you kind of kind of get into a little ball and all of a sudden you don't want to be there it's kind of demoralizing right a little bit for me it was being that far off the spectrum from what i'm used to but again i always knew i was athletic and i've always been able to do things so i'm like why am i feeling like this Mm -hmm. i'm literally in the worst shape i've ever been in and i'm not proud of that Mm -hmm. so uh, like I had mentioned to you earlier, I remember running a couple times mm-hmm. and all growing up, even when we were, when we played football together, doing gassers or whatever else it was, mm-hmm. it sucks, Bad. but you know, it feels good when you finish them. You know what I mean? Like you get that. You're like, that was the worst thing I've ever done, but you're like, I feel better because mm-hmm. I did that and other people didn't. It makes you feel good. So I, I remembered that and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on a run. Because at this point, I wanted to punish myself because I had skipped out on so long and 
whatever potential or whoever I thought I could have been, I wasn't at this point. So I'm like, okay, what's one thing I can do? It's like, well, I hate running and I'm probably not good at it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on a run. At this point, I just, I was like, look, I've been so demoralized and set, at such a low place. I'm like, what else can I have come my way that mm-hmm. like, sure, it sucks, but like, if I got through that, I can get through this. Right. I thought I was going to fail out and have to go move somewhere or, you know, not talk to my family. Cool. Now that's, now that's okay. And I have that figured out. What? Okay. I can go on a run and it's going to suck. Right. What's that going to do for me? It's going to make me grow. <laughs> so I try to go on a run. Had bad shoes, <laughs> bad cardio, all of the above. <laughs> and from my house to, uh, Higley, the main road, mm-hmm. and back, it's like 2.1 miles. Like, we, I, I drove in the car before I did it because I wanted to have an idea of what, I, what it was. I make it like probably like 800 feet down the street, <laughs> and I'm just like, what am I thinking? Like, this Olga is, drives by. Oh, yeah. Olga's like, hey, you want a running <laughs> partner? I'm like, you can keep driving. Like, um, So it sucked, man. The first one was so bad, and I was just like, you know what? I'll just walk the rest of the way because mm-hmm. I couldn't run. And believe it or not, just that first 800 feet, my feet are already torn up. Like, right. not good. And then as I'm walking, I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to run again. Start running. And I'm not even, like, controlled. I'm, like, half sprinting, which isn't that fast because mm-hmm. I'm fat as shit at the time. <laughs> and just just all bad. But, like, I want to try, but it's just – it's not working out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, where my head was at and where I wanted to be, my body was so far from it. And it, like, disgusted me. I'm like, I thought I could do this run. And here I am just like <laughs> – just not happening right. not happening so pissed off about it and so that like the next day i'm like all right i'm gonna try it again i'm so sore already so i'm just like this is again horrible idea and this goes on for a couple days i can't hit this two miles or whatever feet are all torn up don't want to do it anymore so i stop and i was like all right i'm just not gonna do this or what else am i gonna do you mm-hmm. know again just kind of like trying to look for something else to run for right something else that'll be easier right because you don't want to, you don't want to face that hard stuff. And then um, someone told me they were like, "Dude, just like try to run, but like don't run until you know your legs are shot or until your feet are shot, because then you can't run anymore." The next day. Yeah, yeah. this is like one of my buddies that I met up in college. His name's Corey Tripp. Mm-hmm. Cool kid, um, and he has done a lot of like like running and like marathon running and stuff like that. And not that I was anywhere near this by any point, but I talked to him about it for whatever reason, and that's what he told me, and I kind of took it, and I was like, all right, well, then I'll run up until I, you know, until I'm tired, and I'll go a little bit more, but then I'll stop and just kind of, like, walk the rest, and then if I have a little bit of energy on the way back, keep going and try to, like, build it up. Okay. So I do that a couple times, um, probably for, like, a week, and then I was able to finish my first two-mile run after that, mm-hmm. and by this point, I get uh, – the uh, the app called like Runtastic. My brother told me about it. He's like, "Well, everything's working out. Might as well just download it. Download it, whatever, just to track your stuff." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Okay." And this is like when I'm first getting back into it. This is this is like maybe two months ago, two and a half months ago. Okay. Like so, pretty recent. Right. And again, like starting to get my head back on straight. You know, feeling a little bit better emotionally, mentally, I guess physically at this point, just because I'm not just being active. But again, whatever I thought I could have done. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when you're in your peak, you have a lot of confidence, right? Right. Like, when you're, like, physically capable. and It's easy, yeah. And then you're out of that, and you're like, oh, well, I was able to, you know, do this at one point. <laughs> I can do it again. 
No, you can't. Like, and I was all state my senior year in football. Yeah, you probably were. (laughs) (laughs) But but you get it. Yeah, you're just. I was so far from that, and and I was like, dude, it was just so gross to me that it just gave me like this like crazy motivation. I'm like, you know what? I have this this app now where I can just like hold myself accountable. Mm -hmm. I can at least see what I'm doing or what I'm trying to do, whatever it is. Start running. And, like, the first month that I had it, I, th- I think I put in, it was, like, 13 miles for a month. And I was, like, dang, like 13 miles. Like, when is the last time I've ever, like... Ran 13 miles. Ran 13 yeah, miles. That's a despite lot. Despite how long it <laughs> took me or whatever, you know, we don't need to get into the details of it. But 13 miles, I was, like, yes. Nailed know, it. Nailed it. Killing it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I forget who it was. Someone was, like, oh, like, you ever listen to podcasts? funny that here we are but (laughs) you ever listen to podcasts and i'm like you know no i was like i know joe rogan has a cool one like yeah let me listen to that right (laughs) so i'm like looking at like all right what's one of the most popular ones and the first one that like came up it was like right when uh have you ever heard of cameron haynes yeah okay joe rogan's my guy yeah he's gonna be on here in a few weeks Tourist, bow hunter, yeah. ultra marathon runner, all the, around badass. The ultimate badass, yeah. Ultimate badass, right? And like the start, or like it was, yeah, it was like the start of the like the new month. Like I it was literally like, I don't even, I don't know when the podcast came out, so don't quote me on it. But it was right around the beginning of the month, and mm-hmm. this is we're in July, yeah. So June. last month, yeah, mm-hmm. it came out right at the beginning of the month, and. I had heard of Cameron Haynes, but I didn't really, I didn't follow him. I didn't really know anything that he had, he was into. And he's on the podcast. One of the first things I talk about how this guy is running a marathon a day. Mm-hmm. A day. A day. Yeah. 26 miles. I couldn't even run two miles. I hit 13 miles for the month. And I was like, I'm a big guy. <laughs> it's a half marathon. This guy's doing that twice over in one day. Right. And, not, and then I realized, I'm like, okay. So like, it made me think, I'm like, if you can do 26 miles in a day, like everyone will tell you. You can't do that. That's too much overtraining, whatever. And like putting all that aside, I just thought about it and I'm like, why is this guy or anyone else able to do just like these crazy feats? Like why are Olympians like as good as they are? Is it because they listen to everyone that says, no, you can't do that or that's too much for you or you're overtraining? No, it's just the fact that they're so relentless in their own heads and the work that they put in that they don't allow it to stop them. Right. And it's, it's their mental power more than anything because... Cameron Haynes talked about when he's running, he's like, yeah, people ask me, like, oh, do your feet hurt or are your feet torn up? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I ran with, like, you know, broken toes or whatever it may be. I, I don't know. I don't know if he actually broke a toe, but yeah, you get what I'm saying, yeah. right? He's had injuries, and he's just like, it's he just fights a matter. through the pain. Yeah, it's just a mental game. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it sucks, it hurts, but, like, pain's temporary, and anything else past that, I don't, you know. It, it, for me, it was just a testament of, like, hey, if you want it that bad, or if you are pushing yourself that hard, mm-hmm. you can do it. It's in your head. If you believe it, you can do it. And I always like thought about that. I'm like, yeah, you know, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. Whole right, whole. right, right. But for whatever reason, where everything everything else I was putting my mind to, I was falling up way short in everything in life. And this is where I really was just like, I'm done. Like, whatever you know, whatever I thought I was doing was like not good, right? And do you know who Jocko Willink is? Yep. Okay, so my man Jocko. <laughs> On Instagram, his his watch all the time that it just every it's single morning. His hairy arm, man, he's like a gorilla. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> every morning, like four thirty, 
good morning, whatever. <laughs> and um, beginning of June, one of the Mondays, he posts a video and he's just like, hey, he's like, what's stopping you? Are you tired? You know, you're hungry? It's Monday. Got case the Mondays, you know, all this stuff. And he's like, where are you stopping you? And he's like, are you your own excuse right now? And I heard that and I was just like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I, I hated oh. myself in that moment because I like look back to everything I've done in my life, and like for whatever reason, there's always some like just like excuse or like mm-hmm. oh I can't you know I justify it to myself oh I can't do this why it's like oh because I don't think I can anymore. That's me just not conquering my inner bitch like right. Joe Rogan likes to do every day. Right. Uh-huh. So I realized on that Monday I was like damn I'm stopping myself mm-hmm. no matter what way I you know even just thinking about it like am I am I not. I was just like, no, I am. Because I'll come up with some, you know, you do that, you trick yourself. You can justify it in your head, all of a sudden it's right. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, I wanted to stop. I took that and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start listening to these podcasts when I run because my music was just like, I'd be running and listening to music and then you're not, you're not listening to the music oh, yeah. and you can't find good enough music, of course, because you run out of it. So I was like, you know, I'll listen to a podcast. Start listening to that when I was running and it just put me on a whole new level because I was paying attention more to what these guys actually had to say, mm-hmm. who are people who are, you know, reputable. They they put the work in. These guys do this all the time. They're doing crazy feats that people are saying, like, oh, you can't run a marathon a day. Like, dude, thinking about that, that's crazy for anybody to do that, especially like a 40-whatever-year-old guy that he is. Like, it's stupid. So I started running to those, and all of a sudden I realized that, like, my run would just be over, and mm-hmm. I was doing it. I was thinking more about the conversation and getting motivated in my own head than running itself. Mm-hmm. Now we're a few days into the month and I'm like, I already passed 13 miles, which is what I did the month before. You surpassed your, your last month goal in a few days. In a few days. And I hadn't taken a break. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, maybe I should like give myself a day to rest. I tried to take a day to rest and I realized I was like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, it's a rest day. And I'm like, but I don't feel like I need to be resting. Like I'm, I'm like restless right now that I'm not going out and getting some right now, mm-hmm. like getting a run in. And like, again, I was never a big runner and like, this is not something that even to this day, I do it every day, but like, I don't, it's not like, yes, I get to go run. Like I'm so happy about it. Dude, it sucks. Like, yeah, but it's, it's that struggle that once you get over it, you keep going. Well, that's so, the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people, right? Successful people do, what unsuccessful people are unwilling to do. That's the only difference. Exactly. You're either willing to do the hard stuff or you're not. Yep. You're going to live paycheck to paycheck or you're not. Exactly. It's, it's, it's so simple. The equation is so simple. You just need to figure it out and start living by it. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it took all these highs and lows and stuff to figure that equation out. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, again, it goes back to like, you hear what these people are able to do. You know, you have your idols and you look at these guys who are in the NFL and all these things and you start realizing the only difference that like that they have like sure I'm sure they have some like you know born talent or right. they have you know something but mm-hmm. besides that that you know that doesn't trump the fact that these guys literally just put in insane amounts of hard work every single day for themselves not in a selfish way well, actually yeah mm-hmm. probably in a selfish way but like for the greater good of themselves when it's selfish not to Think about the people around you. Think about your future family. Think about your wife, your kids. Anyone. It's selfish for you not to be the best. And I'm so glad you brought that up because in running and like starting to clock miles now, listening to these podcasts, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm finally starting to hear what these people are saying and like how it translates, right? Mm -hmm. And like you just said, it's selfish not to be. 
Cameron Haynes is talking about how one of the biggest things that scares him is just never being his true potential or like, you know, yeah, just being his full potential, whatever he thinks he really can be. And I, and, and at that moment, as I'm running, I like thought back and I'm like, man, every single time or any point in my life that I've done something, whether it's played football, race, BMX nationally, any of those things, I'm like, oh yeah, like, yeah, I think I could be the best. Like mm-hmm. I can do it. Well, why aren't I? I'm like, oh, I just, you know, didn't train enough or like, I just, yeah. you know, didn't have the right bike. Excuses. Like, uh-huh. excuses. But the thing is, is like, I always remember at the end of the day, I always, for whatever reason, had that like arrogant thought of like, no, I could be like, I know I can't be like, I can already compete with them and I'm not by any means my full potential, mm-hmm. but I can compete. And I always just settled for that. Just being like, okay, well, at least I can do it. I was never my full potential. And like, that scared me thinking about that as many years back. And I'm like, I don't want to like, I, I can't live like that going forward. Mm-hmm. If I truly want to do the things I want to do, if I want to have a beautiful home, like we're in right now, mm-hmm. if I want to have a super nice car, you know, again, my dad went from Peru to becoming a business owner and, you know, now he's doing his own thing and, and has good jobs, but he's able to have, when he grew up in Peru, he saw a magazine and he saw a car. It was uh, in the late 80s. It was a Ferrari Testarossa. Mm-hmm. Cut it out of a magazine, and he still has a picture. And he had that picture, and now that car's sitting in the garage. It's the vision. And, like, that's you something that, like, it. once I started going through all this, I'm like, that's so, like, that's literally making a dream come true. Like, that, that's the epitome of hard work right there. Mm-hmm. And when, when all this is getting pointed out to me, look at my dad, and he's a big guy. And like again, I'm I'm getting closer with him now because I'm I'm starting to put the work in, and he's realizing it, and we're you know talking again. He's trying to motivate me, and and like my dad, he's a big guy. Like he's for the shape he's in now, being he's gonna be pissed if he hears this. He's like 56 or something <laughs> like that, around there. Um, he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Like and he's just always been like real strong, athletic, and 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 I'm like you know trying to put the work in, and now I'm like finally running, so I'm feeling better and like the fat's coming off me and I'm just hitting overdrive, but I'm still just like, man, like I have decent genetics where I can at least, you know, like I can have a big frame. I can be a big guy. I can fill out, you know, mm-hmm. if I put the, the work in enough with the body that I'm given, I can really do something with it. Right. Not everyone has that, mm-hmm. you know, in all reality, whether it's somebody has cancer, someone has, you know, cerebral palsy, anything, any mm-hmm. of these things, not everyone gets an opportunity. Right. And you know, I figured, well, if I have that, and if I think I have this mindset of like, oh, I can be the best at whatever I do or whatever it is, I need to act on it because I'm letting everyone else down. Mm -hmm. I'm letting myself down and looking back into the past of like what I've done and the level of commitment and just kind of drive that I've done it. I've never done it with hundred percent. I've never done anything with 110% now that I truly look at it and that's sick in me. And like the combination of that, listening to these podcasts, getting in the zone, being able to finally, you know, finish my school and look ahead and mend my relationships with my family starting to get back in shape now I wanted to do things I didn't want to eat like crap because at this point I realized if I eat like crap today tomorrow's gonna suck if I try to go run right at this point and um right when I started right when I want to start getting in shape I had like a membership at LA Fitness that I had for like six months prior mm-hmm. that I hadn't gone to so again I didn't want to go to the gym and honestly I kind of I didn't think I like I didn't think I deserved it mm-hmm so I was like, you know, what? I'm going to get rid of that. I'm going like, to run. I'm going to do sit-ups, push-ups. Like, I'm going to get back to it. Like, to right. the, the hard, the basics, and just kind of go off that. And that was probably, like, the best thing I can I could have done. And, like, you know, I'm going to get a membership eventually. I start weight training and getting, you know, into shape and stuff. Well, 
filling out. Mm-hmm. But um, running's just been the greatest thing. Man, but you're already in shape. I mean, what are you wearing right now? Uh, I think so. It's funny. I stepped on the scale for the first time. Literally, like, so even when I was at my lowest point, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't getting on a scale. And then once I started getting in shape and started running, I hadn't stepped on a scale until, like, four days ago. Okay. And I think I was, like, around, like, 210, 215. Like, I, I had to have been. I was a big fella. Right. And just the other day I stepped on it, I was 178. <sighs> so. Really? Yeah. And, and this is all in a matter of, like. Month and a half. M- maybe two months combined now. Well, because when you hit those 13 miles in those three days... Then you reestablished a goal, didn't you? And you put it in your app to hit 100 miles. Well, at this point, I didn't even have the goal. It was just like, I'm just going to... I'm know, just going to keep running. I'm just going to keep running and see where it goes. And then a few days in, with the combination of getting motivated, hearing these podcasts, and like, you know, I was idolizing these guys, but I was really listening, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I was, it was like, it was just playing in my head over and over and over while I was running because I was just, I was getting in the runner's high, you know, getting in this little zone and I was listening to what they had to say. And I was like, you know what? If you can run 26 miles in one day, like I'm sure I can run 26 miles in a month. Right. And then a few days, you know, I don't know at this point, it's probably like 10, 12 days in, I'm at 26 miles. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to stop here. It's not even close to the end of the month. I'm just going to keep going. Mm -hmm. And then eventually like, farther into it I realized I can hit 100 miles which I didn't even like that wasn't even a qu- that wasn't in my head at the beginning of the month I didn't think that was possible I didn't think I could do that I went from doing nothing sitting on my ass to doing 13 miles to just oh, I'm going to keep running and then I just got so on one man that I was just controlling my diet like eating you know super lean things cutting out a lot of carbs even though you need carbs to work out I just and a nutritionist would probably hate hearing this, but I was just like <laughs> punishing myself. I'm like, I don't need them, right? I don't water only. Them. Oh, straight up, like <laughs> water. Like I'll eat like ground beef and like a tiny bit of rice or something like that, right? Like once a day, twice a day, maybe. Like just getting after it because I finally I was like, dude, I've literally hit such a low that like it doesn't matter what I put myself through at this point. It's just testing me, and I know I can get through it. I know something's on the backside of it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't know where I heard it, but it's like, look, everything's on the backside of hard work and like hard work doesn't cheat you. Right. So at this point I finally have my head on straight. I'm like getting into being somewhere where I really want to be physically. It's coming along. So I'm just running, 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 doing my pushups and sit-ups after I run starting to, you know, I'm working a lot more cause it's summertime already. Um, and in doing this, I get like a job promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I get one of those sketchy phone calls from your boss that leaves you voicemail like, hey, I need to talk to you later on about like, you know, scheduling things. And uh-huh. I was like, oh my God, am I going to like lose shifts? Am I going to get fired? <laughs> like what's going on? Right. Call her back and I'm all sketched out because I missed the call too. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, like, do you want to like do like an assistant managing thing for us? And I was like, of course. Yeah. I was like, of course, that'd be awesome. Uh-huh. It's what I'm going to school for. It's at a restaurant. It's a nice little restaurant around here. You've been there. Um, so I was like stoked. And at this point I'm like, my family was in town for my mom's my mom's birthday. I got this promotion. Uh, I felt better because I was finally like working out and whatnot. I had gotten a new pair of shoes at this point. <laughs> I'm like, dude, everything's good, man. Like, yeah. life is good compared right, to what right. it was a month and a half ago. It's funny how the dominoes just start. It's it's tipping. It's amazing. It's like one thing, and like you know, 
I realized I was in such a slump. I realized I wasn't being fair to myself, my family, mm-hmm. you know, what I was worth, what I thought I was worth. And that's a big thing because the whole mental aspect of it is if you believe it, you feel it, you know, and it's like, if you feel like you're not worth crap, dude, you're not worth crap because that's what you think. And like, it's not wrong. It's just, you got to understand that you're worth more than that. You know, yeah. you need to reach out to the people that are close to you, find these things out mm-hmm. and you do need to go through the hard work. You need to go through that struggle to appreciate what's good and to really figure out what you want to do or you know what your goal is yeah and it's you know i think personally it's just crazy how we're drawn to negativity Mm. we're drawn to beating ourselves up you see you know oh this girl's traveling to dubai and bali and you know all of these crazy exotic places thailand and you're not you know you're stuck at home you're working your nine to five job making 10 bucks an hour and you see all these people doing great things and you start beating yourself up then mentally you're down and other people are telling you you're down. It compounds. And then it just compounds. You're beating yourself up. And if you would just focus on that positivity, how you started transitioning, it just goes. And, you know, I'm a firm believer. And when you start doing the things that you're supposed to do, you believe that you deserve it. Mm-hmm. You believe, I woke up on time today. That's a little win. I deserve something successful. Um, you know, I ate my breakfast on time. I, you know, meditated in the morning. I've read a book instead of being on Instagram scrolling for three hours. The little things that you do... You just internally feel like, all right, I'm already destined for success. I've already won the day. I've had 10 wins before 10 o'clock, and guess what? I'm going to win the rest of the day now. Yeah. Victories happen. I mean, look at Alabama. Look at Golden State. You win, you win, you win, you win, you win, you win, you win. Cleveland. Cleveland sucked. They were trash, <laughs> but they kept winning because, you know, they were used to it. It was just in their butt, I'm going to win. Yeah. Regardless, you I mean, you can be great, I'm going to beat you. Yeah. And then you just start pounding it and you start working and when you work hard I mean there's no secret sauce you just no. work and you figure it out and you get in your own mind everything's on the back side everything work, in some aspect and everything. It's, it's funny how you said like you know you do all these little these little things to have wins for the day and you know mm-hmm. you start off that's what it was like I think one of the first things like when I even first decided you know oh I was gonna get in shape like you know I was like on the internet and, and luckily I was looking around at different people and different things and things that they're putting out like motivational type stuff Gary Vaynerchuk type uh-huh. things and, and uh, there's one of like a Navy SEAL commander and he talks about like the importance of like making your bed every day right, right? okay I don't necessarily make my bed every day now <laughs> but I started to at this time because uh-huh. I'm like what can I like just everything was so wrong I'm like what can I do right made my bed and like as little and as dumb as that sounded like I would do that and I'm like I did do one thing yeah. Like, even though it, it like, it's so irrelevant to everything else, you're like, I did one thing. Accomplished it. I could do another, like, or at least I can, I can start another one. Well, and that brings happiness. I mean, not even happiness. I think it brings joy. I think people get sad when they don't meet their expectation of what they think or they know that they can meet. You know, the lowest parts of my life is when I knew I was doing something wrong and I was not reaching my full potential. Yeah. But then when you set a goal, you know, I might as well run 100 miles. And then you hit it. That's when you feel ecstatic. That's when you feel the best about yourself. When I didn't you think it's possible. Yeah. When you do the things that you set out to do, you conquer it. Oh, man. There's not a better feeling. And that's the difference between, you know, being super happy, being super depressed is you're not fulfilling what you know you can't fulfill. Yeah. And, you know, that scares the hell out of me is just unfulfilled potential because that's just. That's frightening, dude. Yeah. Because, I mean, apart. it's like, what are you going to do? 
you know, 30 years down the road, you look back and you're like, oh, I could have done this. I could have been yeah. that. I could have regret you know, this and yeah. that. Yeah. And you don't want to regret it. And, and it's it's crazy how like you set one goal that seems unattainable, but then you do all these small little things. Right. In the meantime, whether it's making your bed, you know, like you're saying, all your all your different little wins, all that is what helps drive that end goal. Because if you can do all this, it all contributes to that goal and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's where once I hit the point, like halfway through the month, and I was like, man, like I ran like a, a lot of miles. I'm running twice a day now. I was doing that run that I couldn't even do in the first time, or like the first when I first started running. I had to run, walk that, my feet are blistered up. Now I'm doing it twice a day. And I did it three times a day. And then I found another run that was like just under four miles. And I'm like, well, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Right? And it goes back to if you do if you're doing something that you know you're not supposed to, whether it's drinking or eating a bunch of crap that you don't want to, right? right. Or just being lazy. You feel you know you're doing wrong, whether it's you appreciate it then or after the fact, but it, it doesn't help you get to the goal of whatever you're trying to do. Right. And that's where discipline comes into mm-hmm. effect, where it's, you know, you want to be disciplined and you want to have true discipline. All the times that you don't want to go do something, mm-hmm. that's when you're really growing because yeah. it's not so much a physical aspect of it, it's more the mental aspect of it. Yeah. So it's like when you want to grind out something for, you know, even for this, if you're if you're feeling like you're not talkative and you don't want to do a podcast, what are you going to do, not do it? And then you yeah. miss out a week of it? Man, I've wanted, I've wanted to do a podcast for a while and... I don't want to say I was embarrassed. That I just—that's that, not the right word. But I was almost ashamed of what other people would think of. Oh, this kid's starting a podcast. How, you know, lame is that? And finally, I was like, you know, who cares? Yeah, who and cares? at the end of the day, look—you do one podcast. They haven't done any, well, so yeah, what, what gives them any room to talk? And you're doing your thing. And why am I given the right to ha- have them have control over <laughs> me and what I'm doing? And you know, I think along with what you were just saying the patience of everyone wants an overnight success story yeah. and they don't understand you know it's the patience mm-hmm. you pay the rent for success every day mm-hmm. you, you can't miss a day or you know it just it adds up yeah you don't pay the rent for success one day then you, you can skip it the next day and you can skip the next day and all of a sudden you went a month without doing the things you know you should do and you're back in the gutter yeah and uh let me ask you a question for people who are in the rut or tend to go up and down what would you List a few things that you think were really the turning points that really, you know, gave you that mental switch to uh, become extraordinary, to go from where you were of the lowest of lows to skyrocket to be at the highest you've ever been. Um, look at what's around you. Look at the people around you. Look at what your loved ones and stuff. Listen to them. And even if you think for whatever reason you're not worthy of it or you know you're not doing the right things take that and then in contrast listen to your own own, or the uh, the little little voice in your head and kind of see where that's aiming you or what it's saying or if alright what I'm trying to say is try to find if you are being your own excuse because even when you think you're not if there's still something that's in the way of you reaching that goal and you're like, oh, I'm not my own excuse, then why haven't you done your podcast yet? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're still worried about what everyone else is going to think. You're you're being your own excuse mm-hmm. in that scenario. Whether you want to look at it like that or not, if you take it like that and then you put that aside and then you just act on it and you do it, well, now you hit your goal. Mm-hmm. You have a podcast. 
You're doing it. You're on show number two. You got 150 followers in your first one that you never thought you were going to get. Really? I thought I was and you have you, three. You never would have gotten it. You, my mom. Imagine you had have done it. Where, where, what'd you be doing right now? I thought, yeah, what'd I be doing right now? I couldn't even, you know, taking a nap. No, <laughs> I'd probably be working, but yeah. You're, but you're not, you know, you wouldn't be chasing what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Um, the other, which it's funny because I, all these motivational things that I've listened to and all this, it was, it was, it was kind of funny and perfect how it worked out. Cause it was right when I was kind of going through to myself and I'm like, okay, you know, I need somebody to motivate and get me there. But the constant that everyone, every motivational speaker or life coach, whatever that I've, that I've listened to is there's a connection between like, I guess you can call it struggle or like the, the physical work you put in with the mental work, um, that, you know, it, it takes the physical work in order to really appreciate all the mental work you put in and vice versa. Um, you know, the mind and the whole sound mind, sound body type thing, you need to work at both. Um, and I found that out because I only focused on the, the mental and you know the emotional part of it at first, because I mean, that's where I was worse off. You know, mm-hmm. I was physically in bad shape, but it wasn't jeopardizing my, you know, my health. I wasn't, you know, right. going to go to the hospital or anything like that. But when you, when you think you're losing your family and you think you need to go move out somewhere and you know, things like that, you got to address that, you know, mm-hmm. it's, that's not like a, it shouldn't be a normal thing. And, and even if you think it's normal, it's like, well, I don't know how everyone was raised, but it's like, if you want to have, you know, a family or if you start figuring out what you kind of want in life, you know, if you stop listening to everyone else or comparing yourself to everyone else, figure that out. And then once I was able to get on track with the mental part, that's when you bring the physical part. And then that's when you really start making way and start like truly hitting the goals you want to. And, and that's when you can really steer your entire self in one direction. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think everyone's at their best. Everyone's at their best when they look good, when they feel good. Not even so much looking good, but when you feel good. Mm-hmm. When you know you can do things and you can accomplish it and you can put in the physical aspect of it. That means you're mentally strong. Right. Because you had to overcome what you thought you physically couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So it's intertwined. And that's like that's important in whether you're a server at a restaurant, mm-hmm. if you're running your own business, if you're interning. You know, it's, it's all the same thing, you know, internships that it's, that's a lot of mental work, but in order to be there and to, to, to be strong about it or to feel motivated, I guarantee you, if you stayed on your physical game or if you at least did something to Mm -hmm. stay in shape or to try to like stay active, it all helps your goal and whatever it is. So don't be your own excuse and like, you know, really, really think on that one because even when I was thinking about, like, am I my own excuse? No, no, I'm not. Uh-huh. And then even in that alone, I'm like, oh my god, I'm like telling myself I'm not, but am I? Yeah. And then I was Playing like, I just need to not. Yeah, I was like, I just if I know I need to do something, I just need to go do it, uh-huh. regardless of it, you know. And and I, I, that's something that I've that I've really have stuck to because having ran those hundred miles last month, and then um, I'm on track to do it again this month. This month is just it's been easier to do the running because Mm -hmm. I'm already physically there, but it's just more of like a mental game of like, Oh, am I tired today? Do I want to do it? You know, now I'm like, like last month I didn't do anything bad. I was (laughs) like, I'm, you know, just eating right, you know, drinking water, whatever, you know, now I'm having a little more fun because I think I deserve it. And Uh and just to at least appreciate things, I can appreciate things again and whatnot. And like, I went out to, uh, to go see the UFC fights like this past weekend. Oh, awesome. 
went to Old Town, had a few more drinks than I probably should have, <laughs> and like felt like just crap the next day. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? Like, I did this to myself. So it's my own fault that I feel like crap right now, but right. I was like, I know I need to go put some work in. And I ended up running six miles for the day, which is, you know, I went on like a four mile run and a two mile run. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, dude, it was beyond, it sucks so bad. <laughs> and like, that's where it goes back. Everyone's like, oh, you have fun doing this. And I'm like, no, like, but the thing is, is like the sound body, or sound body, sound mind, like being truly disciplined and doing it when you don't want to, that's when you grow. Because if you can do it when you like, when every when everything's saying like nah you shouldn't or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. nah you don't want to or it's not gonna you know it's gonna hurt if you can do it when it sucks like that think about you know what you can accomplish when you're motivated right when you want to do it when you know you've been eating right the past couple of days so you Stars got energy yeah, yeah you know you can do so much more and, and that's where you grow because you do it when it sucks and then it sucks so bad that you're like wait I don't want to do that again. I don't want to go through that uh-huh. again. So you're like, I'm going to start doing better things. And those are the small little wins that like all of a sudden it's all tracking onto Climbing a bigger goal. Ladder, yeah. So now all of a sudden everything is compounding in a positive manner mm-hmm. when everything else was just like, yep. Just however long ago it was. So awesome. Well, what's, crazy, uh, man. what's the next goals for you? What are, what are we, what should we be expecting from Alex Zavala? <laughs> Oh, man. Graduation, big time um, job, opening up a restaurant, so, Peruvian okay. cuisine. What's you know <laughs> running two hundred miles? Well, uh, meeting Cameron. Hay- what's what are the goals? What do you, what should we be looking well, out for to hold I you accountable? I heard you mention food in there, and, and <laughs> half of eating right is meal. Like you know, it's not just eating like like a bird or, or anything like that. It's just eating good foods, you know, whole foods and stuff like that. I love cooking, dude, on the grill. Like, I throw down on the grill. I'll <laughs> challenge any dad out there. Like, let's go toe-to-toe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty nice on it. And so, like, I enjoy that, man. Like, hanging out by the pool, being able to, like, grill. Like, these are all nice things. Well, when you feel happy, you can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're working out and doing all that, all of a sudden, you're not, you know, you want to stand by the pool. Because, like, I remember when I was like, I don't want to take my shirt off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, now you're like, I'm eating good. I'm doing all these things. So, I'm going to keep my grill game up. Okay. Um, I'm going to run another 100 miles this month. And, pro- and I think I've just decided, like, last month it was super hard, and this month it's a lot easier now. It's just kind of a mental thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to – I think I'm just going to keep that incorporated in my day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bit shy of that in the future just because it is a little excessive. Right. But, like, it makes me feel good. So on top of that, I want, I want that to be, like, a regular part of my day. And um, I want to start weight training right. a little bit more. I want to fill out because – I've done like a little bit of weightlifting here and there, like even back in high school and played football, but I never took it seriously, like I said. Anything I've done up, you know, previous to this point, I I truly don't think I've ever really tried to accomplish. So I definitely want to weight train and and, um, fill out a little bit, get a little bigger. Uh Um, I'm managing right now and uh, at the restaurant, so I want to keep doing that, Um, transitioning completely out of like serving, um, which is good because that's aligned with my degree. Those, shooting those, for the stars yeah you're just you're, you're on the track well, that's awesome well. i mean the the you know the way i told you i, I was going to fail out and i passed those uh-huh. four of the six classes the two that i didn't fail or two that i did fail i'm in those right now and i'm about to pass them and somehow 100% right now yeah somehow exactly so like again all of the stuff that i've been doing and all these small little wins and everything i've been able to take it now to do it in something that I hate, which is school, uh-huh. but because you need to put the work in regardless and you need to do it to 
make the end goal or you know what's on the backside of hard work, right? right? In this case, it'd be a diploma. Mm -hmm. Well, I want that now, so I'm gonna put in everything I, I need to, right. even when I don't want to. Same thing of like when I'm running, when I don't want to, you gotta do it. And with that, now I'm set to graduate in December. So, and I didn't even think We're I was gonna be able to. It. Oh, dude, please do. We're all I don't need another semester. So. That's awesome. So December, I'll graduate. Um, and after that, I don't know. I have a couple job offers for like managing restaurants and stuff like that. Bro, um, that's awesome. So that's good. I'm keeping all my opportunities open. But um, I just, I think the biggest thing is just I want to take what I've learned in the past like two, three months and just, just like that needs to be like, that's like my own like personal like Bible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just, that's well, what's powerful. Beautiful. It is. And, and it took so much for me to learn it. And it's, and it's so funny because some people have it figured out, you know, early on in life. Some people, they never figure it out. And for me, I had to go through like tremendous highs and lows uh -huh. to figure it out. But again, I wouldn't have changed anything because it's made me closer with my family and I have a better relationship now with my, with my parents than I ever have. Mm -hmm. um, you know, getting my goals figured out, um, starting to see everybody from around the neighborhood that I used to know, you know, back in high school and all that because... I was literally just a little recluse when I was right. in this low point and just kind of was like just doing my thing and now I want to get back out there, you know, do everything and, and uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I want mean, to help other people. Yeah, honestly, share this like, story, dude, because honestly, when I ran into you, I hadn't seen you in what, four years probably? I mean, yeah, it had been a long time. It was. And uh, I could just see a light in your eyes. I just, I knew you had something that you were ready to tell and, and it is a powerful story and Seriously, I had a, a few other guests fall through this week, and instantly you came to my mind because I just wanted, you know, all a hundred of my listeners to to really understand. And pump that up, and, guys. Yeah, get some so more subscribers. Hey, and come on, share on your story. You get an Amazon gift card. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I mean, share that because it's incredible. And thank you for coming. I mean, it was totally last minute that you yeah. came, and um, I'm super excited. So Alex Zavala, um, good friend of mine. And I uh, appreciate you guys coming. All of my sponsors will be on the website. So go and, you know, use code Bryant 20%. And, and uh, I, yeah, it's awesome. I got one last thing to say. And, and this is just truly, this isn't a, to be a kiss ass or anything like that. But, dude, it was awesome seeing you the other day because I truly have to say, one thing I've always remembered about Brian Black is that you've always done everything it's takes, everything it's, you know, taken to get where you are. You've been a super hard worker, and more than anything, dude, you've been one of the nicest, fairest, honest people I've ever met, and, I, and I've always respected that so much, and I want people to understand that I am older than you, but that doesn't mean that a role model or anything can be, you know, older, younger, it's, it's anything, it's the mm -hmm. qualities of people, qualities in people that you look for, so thank you, sir. Yeah, I appreciate that, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, if you like this podcast, go ahead and share it, and uh, shout out to all the listeners, love you, appreciate it, guy. Biology. Biology 101.